All right, Ontario Education Minister Stephen Lecce, as you may have noticed, uh, made some announcements that pertain to back to school, $25 million more to improve ventilation in schools. This is uh, the Toronto District School Board revealing what students will see, and that includes HEPA filters. They've got about 15,000, 14,000 actually, they will have 15,500 because there are 1,500 more uh, units on order. So that sounds pretty good. Then there's... Uh, uh, an entire, and I'm not going to even try to read this to you because it's uh, you're going to have to get it yourself or uh, or understand it by dealing with your school board. A whole protocol on what happens in the event of exposure. Uh, quick example that uh, if if you are vaccinated and you're exposed, you kind of get to stay where you are. That kind of thing. But there's a lot going on here. Dr. Dina Kulik is a pediatrician. She's founder and director of Kid Crew. She has some opinions on this. Hi, Dina Kulik. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. I'm glad to have you aboard. I don't have that much time today, but I wanted to get you on. And I particularly wanted to ask you, first of all, a generalist question. If parents are listening and thinking, am I going to be safe because I really had to make the decision by today as to whether or not uh, my kid kids are going to school or watching a, a screen, are, are they okay going to school? Is everything in order? It's such a hard time for parents. You know, I have four little ones myself. Same boat as everyone else trying to decide what to do. Both options seem crummy, to be honest. I mean, right now... The, That's a great word. I like that. <laughs> it's crummy. Um, you know, the rates right now are, are still low-ish, right? I mean, there's some concern around rising cases, and there's so much, you know, news about in the States how more children are getting COVID and therefore more kids are getting sick with COVID. We have to remind ourselves that in Ontario, in Canada, our numbers are still quite good. Hopefully they remain quite low. And the number of kids that get sick is really just a fraction of the people that get sick um, overall. So many more adults are going to get COVID than kids. And only about 0.1% of children that get COVID will get very sick with it. So it's still a very unlikely case that your child will get COVID and far, far, far less likely they'll get very sick with COVID. So putting in perspective, I think, is important, especially when we're looking at what's happening in our, you know, in, in the U.S. and the neighbors to the south of us. It's a hard decision because well, no one wants their kids learning virtually all day. No one likes this. Kids don't like it and parents don't. And it's very challenging. And we also want to keep our kids safe. Well, I would think that somebody like you and people in, in your position, certainly the people in the school boards and in the ministry, would be watching the United States because, for the most part, the American kids are back in school, and if not back now, are going back Monday. They they go way in advance of where we do. They are also in hot conditions, so it's not like we're in winter and they're in summer. We can watch and see what happens to kids who are, and they're, go, they're going in. Some of them are masked in some states. Some are not. But they're uh, they're in class. They're not being reduced for the most part in class sizes. We can look at that. Are you? Yeah, I think it's very relevant. But also relevant is what's happening with the adults in those various states. In many states, no adults are wearing masks. In some states, very few people are vaccinated. Whereas here, we have you know eighty percent vaccine rate. So we are going to have a far less burden of COVID in the community just because so many adults or people 12 years and older are vaccinated. So while our children that are less than 12 can't yet get vaccinated, because so many people are vaccinated, it decreases the burden of COVID in the community as a whole. Do you feel, as some people do, that educators or people involved in interfacing in one way or another with kids in schools should be mandatory, uh, mandatorily vaccinated? I think when possible, everyone that's able to get vaccinated should. 
I think education goes a long way. A lot of reason why some of the world, including the U.S., people are not vaccinating is because of pseudoscience and myths and propagation of nonsense and social media and the media. I think as much as people could become aware of true evidence, true literature, how it really is protective, how it really isn't something that's, you know, it's something out to get them or, you know, out to control them. Real evidence and real education can go a long way. And yeah, as much as people can get vaccinated, if it's safe to do so, and your doctor agrees with it, I think everyone should get vaccinated. Do you think that the ventilation piece has been handled? We only know my, uh, a little about the TDSB, but uh, I'm assuming that they've done HEPA in other school wards as well. Are we in reasonable shape from air circulation uh, perspective? We know that it helps for sure. So many schools already have proper, adequate ventilation systems. They're adding these HEPA filters into schools that don't have great ventilation to begin with. But, you know, school is starting in three and a half weeks. Why are we doing this right now? COVID started a long time ago. We've known around about the importance of adequate ventilation for a very long time. Why we're thinking about this three weeks before kind of boggles my mind. This could have been implemented a year and a half ago, and perhaps kids could have been back in school a long time ago. So I think the delay was unnecessary, but I'm glad they're doing it now. Take 15 seconds and no more and tell parents what they should be thinking right now. You can be reassured that the cases of COVID are quite low in Canada and your child is very unlikely to get very sick from COVID. That's all I wanted to know. And Dr. Dina Kulik, I wish you, your children, and everybody else's children a great school year. You too. Thank you. All right, Dr. Dina Kulik, she is a pediatrician, founder and director of Kid Crew. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.